Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. guest speaker. Uh, Samuel Strandberg is, is visiting with us all the way from Sweden. No, just kidding. He is, he lives, uh, he, I'm sorry, he was born in Sweden, but he is now the uh, SOS Asia director uh, out of the Allison Park Church up here in the North Hills. He's also the school director for the Northeast Ministry School. Some of you may have come in and you may have seen a table that was set up in the lobby. Uh, Samuel has become a good friend of mine. In fact, just this past fall, uh, we went to India together on a missions trip. You've heard that story. Samuel is the one who led that trip. Samuel has become not just a good friend, but also a mentor in my life. He's an incredible man of God who has uh, inspired so many people and uh, has had such an impact on my personal life. He's been here a few times as well, so why don't we uh, give him an incredibly welcome, Encounter Church welcome today. Samuel, come on up here, and I'm excited to hear what he has to say to us today. Wow, wow, wow. That was an introduction. Thank you very much. Wonderful. It is so good to be here. Thank you, Pastor Jared and Heather, for, for bringing me back here. That means that I didn't make a fool of myself last time. It's a good thing. A wonderful. Hey, can you go back to that slide with the soccer shoe? I want to talk a little bit more about the soccer deal. Can I be part of that, by the way? I would love that. Could I, could, could, could I not pay $80 from the beginning but in the end of the season? And you will see if you actually want me to pay. Or if you want to pay me, huh? Ay, 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 ay. I am from a soccer or a football country, okay? Uh, no, I, I love, I love that. I'll, I'll, I'll my jo- I, I want to join you, maybe. If I, if I can, okay? That would be so much fun. It is so good to be here. Yeah, my name is Samuel. And uh, I just want to tell you this from the beginning. If you've never stepped into church before, Uh, If this is like your first time in a church, relax. Uh, Today we are going to talk about the the most important thing in Christianity, in in what church really is. I want to talk to you about Jesus. And you know, I talk to people from all kinds of different different, um, uh, stories. They have all kinds of different stories. They have all kinds of different uh, limited knowledge or a lot of knowledge of the Christian message. But I love to talk to all kinds of people. So I will explain the gospel very, very simple today. And I believe that the Holy Spirit uh, is here. And uh, I've, you know, let me just say this before I go into the message. Your pastor, Jared here, he is a beast, if you don't know. I mean, we were in India together, like you said. And my goodness, before I'd even said, go ahead and pray for the people. Now, he was there and praying over people. It was so beautiful to see. I love that. He is a beast. You're a beast. Like I've said it three times now. They get the picture. <laughs> Wonderful. Hey, I'm going to talk to you about grace today. Is that okay? Grace is really the most important thing in Christianity. It's actually the foundation of Christianity. Uh, I travel to all kinds of different places and I meet with Buddhists. I meet with Hindus. I meet with Muslims. And and really, what is the difference between uh, all, all of our different religions? On the surface, it might be like, oh, there's no really no difference. You can choose your own God. If, if you want to, that, that's what people think. But what is the different? What is so different with Christianity? It is the concept of grace. 
grace makes all the difference. Uh, so I, I have a scripture here. It says in John chapter 1 and 17. And this is so beautiful. It, it explains the Christian gospel very, very well. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and th truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So grace is really not just a topic within Christianity. It's not one of the different cornerstones of Christianity. It is the foundation. It is the cornerstone of, of, of who Jesus is and what he brought to earth. It is grace. Jesus didn't just show up and talk about grace. Jesus is grace. Okay, so what is grace? I, I want to explain to you today what grace is. Um, grace is when Jesus does something for you in your life that you cannot do for yourself or cannot do yourself. That is very simple. Grace. That is when Jesus does something for you that you can't do yourself. Uh, I, I want to explain grace really today. I want you to leave this place and really understand grace can I share can I share one or two stories I want to explain I want to illustrate grace yesterday morning I woke up early woke up early got my bible down in the living room turned on some 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 worship music a little bit uh, not that loud because my my wife and my child were still sleeping so I turned it on a little soft and I was praying and reading my bible after a few minutes I heard doom, 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 doom. And down come my daughter, four years old. And I know when she comes down, like, I will not have more time to pray and read the Bible. Her hair is everywhere, you know, in her PJs. She's a little bit upset in the morning. I take care of her, you know, I put her in front of the TV. And, da, da, da. and then after a while, she says, I'm hungry. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll serve you. What do you want? Cereal, I'll get that. So I pour, pour up a big bowl of milk and cereal, and I'm taking it into her in the sofa. And as I'm walking there, I'm thinking, this is not a good idea. But, come on now, <laughs> this is not a good idea. But I just want to read a few more minutes by myself. So I hand it over to her, and she's sitting there. And I put it in her lap, and she says, it's, it's cold, it's cold, take it away. And I'm like, okay, I'll just give you a blanket. And then she's going to lift the bowl up for me to put the blanket, and she dumps the whole thing in our sofa. And my first initial reaction was, Leona, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I said I was sorry. She goes over the, that thing the whole time. And after a few seconds, I calm down. I say, okay, okay, let, let daddy fix this. So I get out the bottles that my wife is buying for these kind of occasions. And I spray the whole sofa and I clean it up. And, and I'm saying, Leona, you can't do this. And she says, I said I was sorry. <sighs> and then she's saying like this, don't tell mom when she wakes up. And I, I said, I looked at her and said, she will find out somehow. And she's like, okay. <laughs> after 30 minutes later, my wife comes down. She comes into the living room. And she looks out over the sofa. And I say like this, we had an accident in the sofa. Um, well, actually, I said to my wife, 
it was my fault. I, I gave Leona too much milk. It was really my fault. I did this. And I looked at Leona, and she was blinking at me and laughing at me and, and going like this. And I said, it was really my fault. It wasn't Leona's fault. And my, uh, and my wife, she said, Daddy, how could you do that? And I said, I'm sorry. And then Leona, she walked away smiling. You know what that is? That is grace. That is grace. You see, I took the blame for something that wasn't really my fault. And, and, and I, I know my daughter, she was pleading with me. I, 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 you know, she couldn't do anything about that. She walked away with grace. That is grace. Grace is when Jesus does something for you in your life that you cannot do yourself. You still don't, you, you, you don't get this really. I need to push this even further. Can I do that? Three, four years ago, I was probably more like three and a half years ago. I came home. I'd been out for a couple of hours. I came home to my wife and my pretty newborn daughter at that time, okay? She was yelling and screaming in her crib in her room. And I thought, where is Gabrielle? Where is my wife? And I walk into the bathroom and I find her on the floor moaning and screaming in pain. Something is wrong with her belly, and, and, and she's just screaming out in pain. And I said, what's wrong? And she says, I don't know, I don't know. So, so I'm calling. I have, at that time, we, we lived close to family. So I call a family member. I say, come here immediately. You need to take care of Leona, our daughter. So I need to rush Gabrielle to the hospital. Okay, so, so they are coming, and we are going immediately to the hospital. And I'm thinking in the car, this is not good. I have no insurance at all. Uh, what is going to happen with us? But you know, more more than that, I'm you know more than that. I'm thinking about Gabrielle's health. But these things are going through my mind. So we check her in, uh, go through the emergency and everything. And when we see a doctor, the doctor says, "If you would have waited two more hours, this is the appendix. Now it was about to burst. If you would have waited longer, this wouldn't have been good." So I say, well, well, it's a good thing we are here. They are doing a surgery at her immediately. She stays in the hospital for a, for, for a day and a half, and then I can bring her home. And as I'm checking her in at that hospital, they're asking for insurance and everything. I just say, don't, I, I have nothing. Just get her, do what you need to do for her. And they're like, okay, okay. Two weeks later, the bills are coming in. Eighth of them, $17,000. $17,000. My life was over at that time. I was like, you know, if it's $1,500 or $2,000, then, then you get nervous. Then you start to sweat. Then you start to cry. If it's $17,000, you're like, hey, my life is over. I had a good run. Wow. So, well, you know, it was eight different bills. The, the smallest one was $93, and the biggest one was $14,000. So I was like, well, I'm just going to call this, this company, whatever I see on the bill, and ask, what's the deal with this? So I'm calling them, and they say, well, do you have insurance? I say, no, I don't have insurance. Well, haven't you signed up for anything online or something? And then I remember, well, I did something like that like six months ago, but I don't even know if it went through or not because things happened. You know, I, I don't know if we got it or not. And they said, well, did, did they give you an insurance number or some kind of a number? I said, I have no idea. So I looked through my emails and there was a number that I had no idea about. And I said, well, I have this number. Can we just try it? And they said, they, they punched it in and, and then after a 
few minutes. They said on the phone, well, all things looked good here. You can just, it's all been taken care of. I said, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Oh, no, no worries. It's all been taken care of. So I say to her on the phone, you mean I can, I can tear that bill apart? I don't have to worry about it? She says, well, you don't have to tear it apart, but you don't have to worry about it. I said, I'm going to tear it apart. <laughs> so I make another call, another call. The same thing happens. Well, yeah, this number seems to work. It's all good. It's all been taken care of. Finally, I'm sitting there with the last bill of $14,000 and thinking, this is too good to be true. Let me try. God, give me this one more time. Let this work one more time. So I'm calling. The same thing happens. She says on the phone, it's all been taken care of. This is working. It's all good. Putting down my phone, that last, the eighth bill, it's all been taken care of. Put down the phone. I'm alone in the house. I'm doing that kind of dance that you only do when you're alone. <laughs> only. I do that twice. Come on now. What is this? This is grace. This is the concept of grace. When you, I've, I've done things in my life, you've done things in your life that you cannot possibly pay for. You cannot possibly make it undone. You cannot do anything to make you feel better. Only Jesus can. Okay? So, so when you come to Jesus, when you understand the concept of Christianity and who Jesus is, Jesus is grace. He came with truth and grace. You know that he will step into a situation like that and say, it's all been taken care of. I've been paying this. 2,000 years ago when I died on the cross, I paid for this. This is grace. Okay? So I want to I give you th three things that the grace is doing in our lives. Is this good? Do, do, do you get anything? I want to give you three, three things that grace does in our lives, okay? What does grace do in our life? Number one, it makes you strong. Uh, makes you strong. It says in, I think it is 2 Timothy 2 and 1. Exactly, 2 Timothy 2 and 1. It says, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. There is something about receiving grace from Jesus. You see, grace is something that you pay how much for? Nothing. Because if you pay for it, it's no longer a gift. It's no longer grace. The Bible tells us that you can be strong in the grace of God. I love this concept because the, our, our limited understanding, my limited understanding of grace was always grace helps you when you've done something bad and when, when you need a fresh start, when you need a new start, you, 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 you are given grace by Jesus, you are being forgiven and then you're by yourself again. No, 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 that's not the concept of grace. That is part of grace. But grace also sticks with you when you are forgiven to make you strong. It walks with you hand in hand through life. You see, grace works best when you understand that whatever you do, whatever happens in your life, whatever bad thing or, 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 or the things that you find yourself in, grace is still there working for you. That will make you strong if you understand that there's really nothing you can do that can separate yourself from Jesus. That will make you strong. 
grace of God wants to make you strong. That is the first thing it does in your life. It makes you strong. It tells you that the only foundation is grace in Christianity. There is no other foundation. There is no law. There are, there are no works of doing, things like that. The only foundation is grace. It is given to you. You receive it and you walk out. You see, if you walk through life and you have this understanding that no, whatever I do, I cannot be separated by Jesus. He will still love me, whatever I do. That doesn't mean that you will do, go out and do crazy things. That means that you will walk through life and thank Jesus that you don't have to fall. You don't have to go right, go left. You can go with Jesus at all times. This is very good. Grace makes you strong, number one. Number two. And this is, this is kind of my, one, one, one of my favorite things. Number two, what does it do? It crushes condemnation. It blows condemnation out of the way. Condemnation, what is that? That is something. That is when the enemy, the enemy of God is putting things upon you. Guilt. He's putting these kind of things. He's, he, he's telling you about everything that you've done wrong from the, your birth until now. And what you are going to do wrong tomorrow and the week after that and next year. That is guilt. That is condemnation. You see, when you understand grace, when you receive the grace of Jesus, it will crush the condemnation. It says in Romans chapter 8 and 1 that now there is now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. Isn't that a wonderful thing? There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I love this story in John chapter 7. You know this adulterous woman. If you are a Bible reader, you know what it is. This adulterous woman, she was dragged in in front of Jesus by, by two or three Pharisees. Sadducees, those were the men at that time, 2,000 years ago, that were above Reproach. They were perfect people, at least in their own eyes. They had no faults, no flaws in their lives. They were so good. That's what they thought about themselves. And that's what they made people think about them. So they are pushing and pulling this woman and, and just slam her down in front of Jesus. And they say, hey, Jesus, we know that you are a man of God. You're a rabbi. You're this, you're that. What do you say? Because the, the law of Moses says that we are supposed to stone this woman because she was caught in the very act in adultery. She was caught in the very act. The Bible tells us, the law of Moses tells us to stone her. What do you say, Jesus? They said this so that they, they could be able to, to, to kind of take hold of Jesus because they knew who Jesus was. They knew that Jesus would not stone this woman and then they could get to him and tell everyone that he's a false prophet. He's a false teacher. So they were tricking him. And Jesus he looked at this woman, he looked at these men, and what he was thinking in his mind was this. How is it possible that she was caught in the very, very, very act? If you guys didn't know about this before, probably you are customers. That's probably what Jesus thought. My goodness, you're dragging this woman here that I've created, da -da -da, and you're accusing her of being an adulteress. You were probably with her last week. And you were there last month. You know this woman. He brought her. And Jesus, he, he, he got down on his knees and he started to draw something in the sand. And then he got up and he said like this, you know what? 
he of you that is without sin, you can throw the first stone. And then he got down again and started continuing his drawing. He knew exactly what was going on in the uh, minds of the Pharisees. They could now, there is no possible way that they could now stone this woman and walk away righteous. Because everyone has sinned. Everyone has sinned. And, and the Pharisees knew this. And they knew that if I cast this stone on this woman, it will be like throwing a basketball on a stone wall. It will bounce back and will hit my face. So they dropped the stones. The oldest one first and the youngest one in the end. And then they walked away. And Jesus looked at this woman and he said, did no one condemn you? No one, sir. No one, master. I don't condemn you either. Go away. Be free. Don't sin no more. Go away. You're precious. Go away. Be good. You see, something when we receive grace of Jesus, when we understand the concept of grace, it takes away, it crushes the condemnation in our life. Guilt, shame, depression, things like that will be crushed away when you receive Jesus and when you understand who Jesus is and what he is doing in your life. It is a powerful thing. It is a powerful thing. Mm. You see, guilt, guilt and condemnation is probably the biggest weapon that the enemy has, the devil. The Bible talks about the devil, the, the, the father of lies. Okay? The guilt and condemnation is, their, is his biggest weapon. Because if he can get you out of, out of balance, if he can put guilt and condemnation in your life, the first thing that will happen is that you stop believing in the victory of Jesus. And when you stop believing in the victory of Jesus, you, you are an easy prey for him. So here today, you need to get this right now. And you need to say to yourself, Jesus, Romans 8, 1 says like this. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And when you say that, and when you believe that, you are disarming the enemy. He has nothing on you. Oh, but you're saying, but you don't know what I've been doing. You don't know what my life... No, you're right. I don't know. But I do know that Jesus died on the cross and he said, it is finished. And he took that thing that you have been doing wrong, your sin, your failures, my, my sin, my failures. He took that and he nailed that on the cross. This is the gospel. He crushes condemnation. That is the second thing he does in your life. The third thing he does in your life, and I want to stay on this for a while so, so, so we, can, we can really understand this is the, the third thing he does is that he forgives grace what grace does is that is that it's forgiving you it forgives you uh, you see in mark chapter 2 and verse 1 through 12 it's a fantastic story one of my favorite stories about this paralyzed man that is being brought by his four friends to jesus's house and there is no room in the house so his friends comes up with a brilliant idea to destroy the roof of jesus's house and lower this man down listen to there are a couple of things in this story you need to get now first of all we see no sign of faith in this paralyzed man. The Bible shows us nothing that we can say and pinpoint that this man has great faith. No, his friends have great faith. And that is what Jesus is saying. Jesus sees crazy people 
destroying his ceiling and lowering down a paralyzed man. And do you know what Jesus says? What he thinks? It says that he saw the faith of who? The four friends. He saw their faith. But then the paralyzed man comes down here. And now, now Jesus wants to heal him. And this paralyzed man wants to be healed. But there's something that needs to be done first. And Jesus turns to this paralyzed man and he says, son, your sins are forgiven. I forgive you. You are free. You have no guilt any longer. You have no shame. You are forgiven. You have an eternal life. You have a destiny now. He's being forgiven first. And then he says, by the way, why don't you take that mat you're laying on and, and get out of here. Run. You are healed. You see, first came grace. First came forgiveness. Then the miracle showed up. Hallelujah. Isn't that what it is? You see, today, when, when you understand the concept of grace, it will does, do something in your life that you will never, ever forget. It will forgive you. The, the, the forgiveness of Jesus will run through your life. And then the miracles that you are waiting for, they will show up after that. Why? Because your foundation is good now. Your foundation is not by, by trying to prove yourself in front of God, trying to do good things for Jesus. Now, the foundation is that I believe in you. I believe in you. You are the God of miracles. Huh? That is what we sing. You see, you can do nothing that is so good so that you can deserve this. That is why it's called grace. None of us can. So grace comes with forgiveness. Forgiveness. Oh, my favorite. Oh, another favorite story. I have so many favorite stories in the word of God is Mark chapter 5. You know, there's this woman that has been bleeding for 12 years. Not occasionally but every day every night for 12 years not for two months for 12 years all the time and she is now hearing that Jesus is in her city and she knows that he is the only one that can help me she even thinks like that when she runs out of her house she she says to herself if I can only touch with Jesus if I can only touch his cloak I will be healed you see, the problem, the issue with her life is not only her disease, her sickness, her, her, her bleeding. The problem is that she is alive in the old covenant. So her, her book, her law is Leviticus chapter 15, where it says that if you are bleeding abnormally, if you've been bleeding for that long, you are unclean. And everyone you touch will be unclean. And everywhere you sit will be unclean. And when you go out, if you have to go out, you need to shout out, I'm unclean. Move away and people will run away from you. This was her reality. Not one day, not two weeks, 12 years. But one day she heard that Jesus was there. So she's running out, forgetting all about this. She is pushing people away because she is going to Jesus now. Can you see her? She doesn't, she doesn't remember to cry out, I'm unclean. She just pushes people away, hundreds of people. And all of a sudden she sees Jesus. She comes behind him and just pulls in her, his cloak. And then she's healed. And you know, Jesus is standing there. I love this. Jesus is standing there 
in front of hundreds of people and ministering the way only Jesus can. Can you see that? When Jesus is talking, grace is there. When Jesus is talking, faith is there. When Jesus is talking, things are heaven. Heaven, heaven comes down and, and everything is there. When Jesus is talking, that thing is happening. And all of a sudden, Jesus just stops talking. Why? Because the Bible says that power went out from him. All power went out from him. He's looking around. Someone touched me. And Peter is saying to the disciple, you don't understand. Everyone is touching you. Are you what, what's wrong with you? He said, no, no, no. Someone special touched me. Someone sucked out the power from my life. Who did that? And this woman, she's terrified by now. She's going down. And she says, I'm so sorry I did that. He, he turns around and looks her into her eyes and says your faith has healed you walk away and be free forgiveness it's so powerful forgiveness is so powerful and i want to i want to finish off here um with saying uh, saying like this i i, I, I want to challenge you how do you receive grace we've been talking about grace now how do you receive grace in your life how do you receive this forgiveness how, how how do you get into this lifestyle how do you how do you get this from Jesus and I've told you there's nothing really you can do there's no no nothing you can pay there's no good deeds you can do it's all grace it means that you just have to humble yourself and there's a scripture in first Peter 5 that I love it says that God opposes the proud but it gives grace to the so, you know, it's almost like, I want to illustrate this to you. It's almost like, think about a person walking through life, burden, guilt, shame, depression, heavy things like this. Like with a backpack on their lives. This could be you. This, this has been me. Walking through life like this. This is now how grace enters. How you receive forgiveness and grace. The person is like this. Nothing is working. There are heavy stones in that, that person's life. This could be any one of us. And here comes Jesus. And what he's doing is that he's taking off the backpack like this. He's putting it down. And what Jesus is doing is he goes into the backpack. And he looks at the things that are there. He sees the stone. He sees every stone that is weighing ourselves down. He sees everything that represents guilt, shame, depression, sin, unbelief. He sees all that and he looks at this person and says, I don't want you to carry that. That is not your job to carry that. Why have you been carrying that all life when I'm here right with you? And then Jesus will put that thing down again. And he will do this. He'll take up the backpack. He'll put it on himself. And he will walk out with that person. All of a sudden that person is free. That you is free now. That me is free now. And Jesus is walking through life with you carrying the heavy things. Okay. I want you guys to stand up. Can we do that? Can we do that together? Stand up. I want you to close your eyes right now. Let me, let me quickly ask you a very important question. This is grace, my friends. This is grace. This is how you receive grace, how you receive forgiveness. It has nothing to do with that you are worthy it, that you are good enough. It has to do, are you desperate enough? Are you willing to give up that backpack? Are you willing to give up those things that are weighing you down? Because there is one who came that is grace and truth that is willing to carry it. 2,000 years ago, he came to this earth. He died on the cross. He gave his life. He said, it is 
finished. And three days later, he was resurrected by the power of God. And that is why I'm talking like this today, because he is here right now. I want you to close your eyes. Can you do that? Close your eyes right now. Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, the Savior, the one that wants to carry your burden. First Peter 5 goes on and saying, cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. This is a wonderful message, but it's not only a wonderful message, it's a wonderful truth as well. And you need to grasp this truth right now, so close your eyes. I'm going to count one, two, three. And, and, and when I come to three, when I say three, I want you to shoot up your right hand. If you today are willing to say this, Jesus, I need you in my life. I'm willing to give you my burden. I'm willing to give you my guilt. I'm willing to give you my shame. I'm willing to give you my life. You see, I did this once, and this was the best thing I've ever done. So you need to do this right now. If you are here for the first time and you have never received Jesus before, you have never given your life to Jesus, this is your time. But also if you are here and you're saying, Jesus, Jesus, I've missed some of these things, but I want it. I want to come back to you. Holy Spirit, give me this foundation of grace in my life again. This is also for you. So as you're closing your eyes right now, I want to make you ready now. I'm going to count one, two, three. And when I say three, I want you to shoot up your right hand if this is something that, that you say I want to give myself to Jesus again are you guys ready one don't think about someone else now don't think about the person standing next to you or the one that invited you don't let someone else take your decision take an adult decision here this morning two you see the Bible says that all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God if you say well I'm not that bad well you, you, you see Jesus can forgive the biggest sins but he needs to forgive the smallest sins in our lives as well so this is message is for you so get ready now one two three raise your hand oh it's a wonderful response wonderful response this is beautiful there are probably 15 20 hands up in the air this is beautiful keep your eyes closed keep your eyes closed i'm not going to do anything to embarrass you but this is beautiful this is beautiful. I want you to quickly repeat after me because the Word of God says that when we confess Jesus with our mouth and we believe in our hearts that God raised Him up from the dead, then we are saved, then we are filled with grace, then we are living on this foundation. So I want actually the whole congregation here, the whole church, I want everyone to pray this out loudly together with me. Can we do that? Put your hands out in front of you. Especially if you raised your hand. I want you to say this, not only with your words, but believe it in your heart. But I need you to confess this. And the whole church is going to do this. And we're not going to do a sissy prayer now. We are going to speak this out. Because grace is going to do something in our lives right now. Are you guys ready? Say after me. Father God, you can do better. Father God, this morning, I've heard the gospel. I've heard of grace. I've heard of you, Jesus. And Jesus, this morning, I take a decision. I give my life to you. Jesus, fill me with grace. Fill me with truth. Build in me a strong foundation of grace. I, I, I speak against guilt and shame. Enemy, you have no hold on me. Say like this, Jesus, I make you my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. I love you. Amen. And as you close your eyes now, let me just pray over you.
This is wonderful. This is wonderful. Let me just pray over you very quickly. And I would like you to raise, put your hands out again, especially if you raised your hand. I want you to receive that grace. I want that to be a thing in your life. Now, as I'm praying, I believe that you will have a breakthrough in your life. And you can now, without guilt, without shame, without condemnation, lift your voice and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm not bound any longer. Enemy, you have no hold on me any longer. I belong to you. Jesus thank you I will walk out of this place oh not have keeping my head down but keep my head high because I belong to your kingdom Jesus so I pray right now for each and everyone in this church in encounter church thank you God that you have built our lives on a strong foundation not any foundation but the foundation of grace the foundation of truth the foundation of forgiveness so in Jesus name I just speak out freedom I speak out joy I speak out peace. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you are doing right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Continue to be in this worshiping environment. I want to say thank you very much. You are, you are like a family to me. And I'm going to hand over to Pastor Jared. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.